gang of men, if you had to go fight or hunt or whatever, protect the perimeter, needs to know that they can count on you to, and they're not just going to get scared and run away. That's why that's important to men. They want to see that you're not just afraid of everything and that you'll take risks if you have to. And that's, and so, you know, being able to demonstrate that you are courageous and you're willing to take risks and uh, not just be precious and scared of everything all the time. I mean, that's, that's a huge part of masculinity and always has been. Hello, people. Welcome to the community of the Growth Mindset Podcast. Guys, if you are a first-time listener, don't forget to subscribe on whichever platform you're listening from so that you don't miss on more interesting episodes coming up in the following weeks. And for our daily listeners, here we are again with a new episode where we will interview another interesting personality from a unique industry and understand how they were able to accomplish this great level of success. Remember, this is a podcast where we learn easy, practical methods and tips that we can implement in our daily lives from the very best and the most successful people known today. Because as we all know, success leaves clues. And we the people having the growth mindset will use these clues to create a better, more fulfilling and a successful life. So let the growth begin. All right. First thing first, Jack, thank you so much for taking your time out and joining us on the Growth Mindset Podcast. It is a pleasure to have you here. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Jack, for my for my listeners who might not have come across your work, would you just like to give my audience an understanding about where Jack is from and uh, what are you known for? Well, obviously, I'm in the United States. I uh, grew up in Kenya. I uh, have a background in the art. Uh, but uh, in my early 30s, I started uh, writing about masculinity in a positive way. And I didn't care about it when I was younger, but uh, I started to realize that uh, masculinity was important and it was uh, people were making it like it wasn't important. And uh, it, re- it really was. And I really wanted to, when I first started talking about masculinity, they, uh, a lot of people said that I wasn't defining it very well. And so my project, it, when I wrote The Way of Men, was to see if I could define it better. And so it was a lot of it was based on evolutionary psychology what have men always done, always and everywhere, whether they were, you know, in India or Africa or the United States or wherever, what, what were they always doing? And a lot of the ideas from the way of men come specifically from that, that question, what have men always done? And I find it that uh, men around the world tend to have a baseline of what masculinity is in common, as different as they can be culturally. Uh, there are a lot of things that are also very much the same. And I think that uh, those get played down when people try to criticize masculinity. They're like, oh, it's so different. It doesn't mean anything. You know, but yeah. uh, it it really does. You know, like I think that you know, if you ask men anywhere in the world at any time in history whether men should be strong, they would say, well, of course. <laughs> and uh, if you asked men any time in history anywhere in the world, should men be courageous? Well, of course. The, these things have never changed. And so the, that's one of the uh, I think some of the key ideas uh, from the Way of Men, which is my most well-known book, uh, which most people that's that's what people come to know me. Absolutely. Now, one question I have, let, let's start from the basics, right? Masculinity. Yes. When we reach out to other people, everyone has their own uh, definition of masculinity. How would you define masculinity? I think what our baseline of masculinity, there's cultural masculinity, which I just talked about, like what kind of outfits do you wear? What kind of drinks do you drink and, and all that kind of stuff, which that all changes. And religion changes that. Your, your morality changes as well, because like whatever your religion is, is going to dictate what your morality is uh, to a certain extent. And but masculinity comes from what we all have in common. Our primal history is men. And what men have always done is they've always played a role hunting and fighting on the perimeter. 
you know, basically, they, you know, take a space, you know, I would like to envision as a campfire because that's what we all did. We all build campfires and all around the world. Uh, and they had to take a space, create a safe space there and protect it because that's where their loved ones was. That's where their culture is. That's where everything is and protect it from things outside of it. And most of the things that have to do with masculinity, that raw masculinity that we see in each other, like when you walk in a room and not know anything about a guy, you're like, that guy's more masculine than another guy. It all comes from that primal role that we had to play. Like, is, is that guy, does he seem strong? Does he seem like I could push him around? Does he seem like he would push me around? <laughs> does it seem like, uh, you know, would he, does he seem like a formidable guy? And, uh, you know, I think that that's fundamentally what masculinity is. These core traits that have to do with our role as hunters and fighters for most of our evolutionary history. Hmm. Now, I want to ask because a lot of folks out there, and I want to name out, right? For example, there are masculinity side people that are defining masculinity. There are also feminists that say, you know, we have been a lot of, you know, toxic masculinity and so on. But right. I want to understand, like, when when we talk about masculinity, how important is it in today's age? Do the hunter mindset that we had long time back is still applicable? Or what kind of mindset should we have as men of this age? Well, I think there's two answers to that question. The first one is that our purpose to ourselves is not merely to be useful. Uh, our purpose is also to you know, become the best versions of ourselves. And men become the best versions of themselves when they access that part of themselves. Mm. Uh, you know, the first time I ever took, uh, you, know, you know, martial arts, when you take boxing or something, you know, you see guys who have never punched anyone in a room and all of a sudden they're like, and they're <laughs> smiling. They're not like they're smiling because they're doing what they're designed to do. They're getting involved in that. They're in the mix. They're playing like animals, like when dogs play with each other, they're like, their tails are wagging. They're doing what they're supposed to do. And so there's a, there's that aspect of it. like when we, you know, and that's what sports are really. Sports are what men have done when it wasn't time to make war. They're yeah. basically like, this is how we keep men busy and make them happy without them killing each other. <laughs> and that's, yeah. that's what sports really are. And uh, so, you know, men have to exercise that part of them to, to really fulfill what they are. And they, mm. they get depressed otherwise. They, 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 a lot of the and so the first part is your responsibility yourself and the people around you too, because if you're not becoming the best version of yourself, um, you know, your marriage is gonna suffer and your business is gonna suffer and whatever. If you're really like fulfilled in all these aspects of your life, you're going to have a better life. Uh so that and that bleeds out to everyone around you, you know. Uh and so that's one side of that story. And then the other side is like, does society are we useful to society to have that role? And that's kind of the question you're asking. And that's framed that way a lot as if uh, nothing bad is ever going to happen again. And that, um, you know, nothing bad is ever going to happen ever again. And that we never need men to actually be strong or courageous ever again. And A, that's not true. As we've seen with multiple like problems all around the world, you know, whatever country you're talking about, whether you're talking about, you know, whatever you think about what's going on in Ukraine, like those people, if you would have told them two years ago, everything is safe now. You don't have to be men anymore. Well, now they're carrying around guns and getting shot at. Yeah. Uh, so you would have been wrong. We aren't guaranteed that we'll never have to do anything hard again. You know, we aren't guaranteed, you know, uh, the same thing with the pandemic or whatever. It's like you had people who all of a sudden like they have to deal with. And so, you know, the idea that men can just, you know, just stop caring about being strong or courageous is not really true. And a lot of that agenda, if you look at it, is really pushed by the governments who really want you to be, uh, they want you to be helpless. Fine. They have their men who they want to be masculine, but they don't want you to be masculine because that yeah. makes you harder to control. And so that's where that narrative is coming from a lot of the time. So like when I hear that, I'm like, well, 
who paid you to say that? (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, you know, you really have to start looking at that, you know, like, where is that messaging coming from? Yes. You know, so I think that that's, you know, we have to look at that too. Hmm, interesting. Now, do you do you think the way, as you mentioned, the government is feeding us that information around not being that strong or courageous these days, right? Do you think that is also impacting men not be men anymore? And if not, what can we do to start getting into that phase again? Well, like I said, the, the society doesn't necessarily want you to be that way. Um, but on the same token, uh, we can also uh, do that for ourselves. Like I said, for for ourselves, because for our own peace of mind and our own fulfillment. So that's up to you. If you want to live your best life and be the highest version of yourself, you, there are things that you have to do. But maybe you do want to go take some martial arts, or maybe you do want to go lift or whatever, because it will it will change you. The thing is, like, if you've never done those things before, they will change you. I mean, I was a very different person, you know, 10 years ago before I started doing any of this, and I saw myself very differently. You know, like now, I mean, if you would have asked me 10 years ago, whether kind of difficult to fight with, I would have laughed at you, (laughs) you know, and now it's like, well, I know what I'm good at, you know, like what I've done. And I never would have thought that I would be able to do certain things. And now it's like, well, over the years, I've built up a lot of strength that I'm really strong for most for an average person. I'm not like at the elite level, Mm. but, uh, you know, the way that people look at you and interact with you changes how you perceive yourself. You know, when I'm walking through a grocery, I've had it happen tons of times where I'm walking through a grocery store or a store and some guy will actually react to me like, whoa, wouldn't want to mess up with you. You know, like, and uh, I mean that, and that changes how I see myself. Right. Mm. Uh, Cause in that time, I'm just looking for grocery, you know, mm. I'm not looking for anything, but someone's seeing me that way. The way we interact with the world is so important to our self-concept. Um, and, you know, if you think about it with women, they have a very different experience than we have. You know, a woman can walk through, you know, a mall or a room or whatever and know that if she just raised her hand, there will be a man in there who would sleep with her. Men don't have that. They're not like, well, oh, if I just say, hey, I would like to have sex, like someone wouldn't, (laughs) no one would necessarily answer. (laughs) But for a woman, she could be like a six and and someone's still going to be like, I'm not doing anything right now. (laughs) You know, so, uh, you know, they have a very different experience than we do because of the way the world sees them and uh, the way that men see. And Mm. so the men see each other in a very different way. And so if you are a man who looks like he's formidable or who has that background, because when you do, you carry yourself a little bit different, um, you know, and then your your perception of yourself and your ability to handle situations is different. So it's very, I think it's very important and underrated sometimes. A guy's like, well, I don't need to do that. So because, you know, whatever. And we all have those things, right? I mean, like there are certain levels of like, firearms and things like that, that I'm like, I don't need to get involved in all that. I do some basic training stuff, but I'm not going to, you know, I don't need to be at the elite like operator level of that game. You know, I can Mm. just do whatever I need, you know, like some basics. And and I think that's what we all need, depending on what our jobs are and what we have to do is we need some basics in certain areas and they really help. I mean, I see all the time when I go to jujitsu, you know, class, they're just regular guys who are like dads or like, you know, they run businesses or whatever. And they're in there and they're just like, this is the best part of my day. (laughs) Wow. <laughs> you know, when they get when they get to go there and be men and just just be men and do the things that men do and uh you know like whatever else they have going on one could be a millionaire and one could be have just gotten his first job but they're fighting with each other and having a good time uh and so i think that that's just really really important to men and they they lose something if they don't do that. and i think uh, i can relate to that story because when i remember when i was in college uh, a few years ago my weight was around 50 kgs right which is not great 
but then i i decided that you know i need to change things around because i was very lean very skinny but then i started hitting the gym i started taking protein shakes and so on and after 2 years i literally built up right so i knew i'm at least fit and then i could see the way i used to walk my posture changed right my my yeah. my my chest were broader i was taking my head up chin up and you know walking more broader like like how a chimpanzee gorilla walks like a silverback yes <laughs> who knows that he 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 owns that space and i think you're very right in terms of getting into that space because then when you get into that gym and you interact with the people you're lifting weights our confidence self image automatically starts growing as well yes yeah Interesting. Okay. it just changes who you think you are yeah now one other thing i want to uh, basically go back is one of the in your book you specifically point this out pretty often strength courage mastery and honor yes right for men so how would you define this for our men to understand what these four words mean okay so i call those the four tactical virtues and i those are what i identified would make you valuable in that primal gang of men around the fire protecting it uh which is what we've done for most of our evolutionary history some of them are basic i mean strength strength men are stronger than women on a curve there are really strong women and really weak men but most men are stronger than most women uh that's just part of our biological reality that's part of masculinity that ha- i don't even have to make up <laughs> you know yeah. it's just part of us it, it's science but, yeah but uh i always like to preface that with uh in terms of definitions because we aren't strength people tend to think of just powerlifting strength like i can lift x amount of weight and i like to make strength a little broader than that because mm. if you look at what we did for most of our evolutionary history it's more athletic uh you know hunting and fighting are not powerlifting strength they they're different you know like they mm. you know so overall athleticism like running and 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 speed and agility and all those things that go into in a multidisciplinary kind of way and then uh you know courage is the second tactical virtue again any society anywhere masculinity has always been associated with courage and you know it's because the that gang of men you know if you had to go fight or hunt or whatever or protect the perimeter that gang of men needs to know that they can count on you to and they're not just going to get scared and run away <laughs> you know that's that's why that's important to men they want to see that you're not just afraid of everything and that you'll take risks if you have to and that's and so you know being able to demonstrate that you are courageous and you're willing to take risks and uh and uh, not just be precious and scared of everything all the time i mean that's that's a huge part of masculinity and always has been and uh mastery is another uh virtue that i talked about and i think that men expect each other to be competent and that's really what that means mm-hmm. uh competent in whatever skills that they need at that time you know cuz you know Right now it doesn't matter if you're a great archer uh but at one point it did <laughs> you mm. know like uh so technology changes that a lot uh, you know like competent in what if you're maybe a blue collar guy you have to learn how to change oil but Donald Trump doesn't change oil you know like <laughs> you know like <laughs> it depends what level of society you're at and whatever so you need to you know like but competence in what the the group of men like expect from you and they expect you to like actually know things and learn things and actually you know try to be good at things rather than just kind of girls can sometimes get away with just like i don't know and then like if they're pretty girls will the guys think they're great anyway uh you know like but uh men don't appreciate that in each other you know yeah. they, they expect us each other to be competent and uh finally honor uh honor has a lot of definitions uh throughout history but honor the way i define it has to do with your reputation within your group male peers um it's always been reputation based now when you when you get into bigger concepts of honor that get involved with morality and your you know whether mm. if you're christian it's your relationship with god and like there's all kinds of other kinds of honor but the fundamental form of honor that i'm talking about in the way of men is 
honor that has to do with your reputation within the group. You know, so the group can trust you if you care about what you they think of you. You know, an honor group, you know, you have to show them that you care about what they think of you. So, you know, they have to know that if something bad happens and they need you, that that you're going to do it and not just be like, well, I don't care what you guys think. And like, mm. you know, like it's 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 demonstration that, that uh, they can depend on you and that also you can depend on them because they care about your opinion, too. It's a reciprocal thing. So that's that's what honor really is. It's that reputation. So if you're demonstrating, if you're the kind of guy who says, like, I don't care what anybody thinks of me, mm. then they really can't trust you. But if you if they know that you care about what they think of you, you know, and you can't think about, you know, people get confused about that in the modern world because we're surrounded, you know, we have connections through the Internet and whatever to billions and billions of people. And you cannot care what all those people think. Uh, but yes. uh, the men who you respect and who are at your level, your peers. You know, it is important to demonstrate, I think, that, that you care what they think of you. And so that's mm. really what honor is, you know, that you care about your reputation with them. Correct. And in your book as well, you talk about the the men, right? Like we divide ourselves in tribes and groups so that uh, we survive and we have stronger bonds so that when someone tries to attack you, you are able to hold each other's back and, and ensure that your group does not fall apart if you ever have to combat, because that's the reason why we try to have those connections in place in between tribes as well, to make it make sure we are strong. And when we are strong, we can also protect our family members whenever required. Exactly. And there's interesting story about you, Jack, that I want to dive further, right? Like dive into, because you you said you were into arts uh, when before we started recording. And now you're this this amazing person who's written books on masculinity, multiple books, and you know encouraging that, which which is amazing. But how did your journey begin? Like, for example, where did you do your, let's say, college graduates? Uh, you said you did arts in that, and then how did you navigate into masculinity? How did that journey begin and start? Well, I, I really just uh, started out, like I said, uh, probably I probably would have called myself a feminist when I was a young man, mm. uh, you know, and uh, so I I. I'm familiar with that whole side. Like I know all those arguments, you know, like I came from that world, you know, going to art school and, and whatever. And then, uh, you know, but I also, you know, I, if I think if I would have gone into a specific career in the arts or like something like that, maybe I wouldn't have been put in the same situations, but I didn't. And uh, so I worked a lot of jobs. I've mm. worked at a lot of different jobs, doing a lot of different things. I mean, I've worked in offices, I've worked doing delivery trucks. Uh, you know, I've, I've, uh, you know, done more blue collar kind of jobs. I've, you know, worked in restaurants. I've done all kinds of things. And this was and, when uh, you were into it in your twenties or? Yeah. Yeah. My twenties and early thirties. Okay. I mean, I, okay. I, you know, I've been a professional author now for maybe like eight years. Uh, but, uh, you know, before that, you know, I was driving a box truck, making deliveries and I was delivering mm. and building exercise equipment with tools and, uh, you know, all kinds of things. Uh, like that. And so I got to see a lot of the world. And I also worked in public relations. Uh, you know, I worked for a public relations firm at some point, uh, and I worked for a big corporate software company at one point. So I've done a lot of, I've been around a lot and I've seen a lot of things. And I got, when I was in my thirties and I, when I started writing about all these things, I, you know, a lot of things that I believed in high school or college um, play out in the real world. You know, when mm. I go out in the real world, I'm like, what they told, how they told me things work is not how they actually work. So I just started re-examining a lot of things, you know, like, uh, you know, like the myths of like what women want, which is what they versus what they say they want, which is what they actually want. Uh, you know, the things about like, you know, stories about how the government treats you versus how it actually treats you, you know, like how mm. companies treat you versus how they actually treat you. Uh, you know, all these things that have to do with human nature. And so I started, you know, examining human nature a lot and examining myself. And I've always been pretty good at uh, introspection and self-evaluation. 
And so, you know, I just started writing, you know, reading different kinds of books and, uh, and, and pushing myself to really interact with different kinds of men. I mean, that's why, uh, I mean, really me going into more blue collar work was part of that process. As I started investigating that, I was in a corporate job working for a financial services company and, you know, I quit and got a job, you know, delivering exercise equipment. And, uh, you know, like then I had some guy who, you know, like, uh, who is one of my oldest friends now, uh, driving around a box truck, like yelling at me all day, like, cause I had to learn how to use tools and all, all this stuff. And like, we're carrying these like giant, like super heavy treadmills into buildings. And like, if you drop it, the other guy goes down and breaks his leg or something, you know, it's, it, it was very yeah. stressful and, and, uh, physically challenging. And, uh, that taught me a lot, uh, a mm-hmm. lot about the stuff that I was missing. Uh, yeah. Cause if you can just sit in an office and be like, everything's fine, everything's provided for me, that's fine. But you know, there are other people who have to do the work so that you can do that. Someone moved all that furniture into that room and it wasn't you. Uh, you know, there's a lot of things that need to happen that we take for granted if we are you know, the upper half of society or uh, not even upper half, because sometimes those guys make a lot, a lot of money. But, uh, you know, we're in the side of society that is protected, you know, inside these buildings or whatever. But, uh, you know, the guys who had to, like, drill the concrete, you know, like, you know, lay, mm. you know the, pour the concrete and set up all the uh, foundations and build that, you know, skyscraper that you work in. Uh, they live in a very different world. So I think that that's, it's important to see both sides of that. And once I, once I did that and understood those worlds as well, uh, you know, it just changed my perspective uh, on a lot of things. Interesting. And then when you graduated at that point of time is when you started writing books, when you were doing all of this uh, job around, you know, working with your friend, read, offloading those equipments, heavy gym equipments and so on. Is that when you started writing your book or you realize that, you know what, this is something which is missing right now. And hence, I take this responsibility of enlightening the men. Uh, both, both. I mean, it happened as, a, you know, I started writing about masculinity and then I try to do what I tell other men to do whenever possible. You know, I don't try, I don't want to be, there are a lot of guys who write books about masculinity and they're just like university professors and they, <laughs> they, they've never done anything, you know, like, uh, you know, up into some of the really popular guys. I mean, they're very smart guys who are talking about masculinity. I'm like, you have literally never even wrestled them. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I think that you have to have that experience as well, because then you're talking about something very truthfully mm. and that you have some connection to and you have some experience with. Mm. Um, you know, so, you know, you have to try something to actually understand it a little bit better in a physical way. Mm. And so I tried to go do that. And it's like, well, I guess, I mean, when I first started taking boxing, it's like, well, uh, you know, I'm talking about masculinity and fighting and I've never thrown a punch in my life. So except for like elementary school, you know, and so like, uh, I mean, I better figure this out. And so mm. it's scary, you know, like it's like, well, I've never done this. I'm like 35, you know, like I've never done this. And you go into the gym and then like and it's scary and then you work through it and you do it and then you're a different person. And uh, I think that that's, you know, exploring that has been really, really you know, valuable for me so that. Each step of the way, I have tried to do what I say people should do within reason. I mean, I'm an author. I'm not an elite military operator. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm not trying to be that guy. Uh, you know, I'm not trying to be like a world class like power lifter or whatever. But I have had an introduction to all those worlds mm. and hung out with those guys and listened to what they have to say. And that's what I wasn't doing, I think, before, uh, you know, I, I was only listening to what you're told in school or what you see in the media or whatever before. And I spent a lot of time actually talking to men. And now because of the way of men and having a bigger audience, I get to talk to really neat guys. Uh, I mean, who have done these things. I have a lot of guys who are actually are special forces guys who really like the way of men because they're like, you were right. That's that's how it works. 
And uh, then you listen to them and get to talk to them and hear their perspectives and like hear how that guy uses information and what he's about. And mm. then, you know, like uh, you know, I, was, I was arguing with a friend of mine that was a bodybuilder earlier today. <laughs> we were arguing about CrossFit or something, you know, because I've done both. I've done some bodybuilding, mm. I've done some CrossFit, I've done powerlifting. I've done, and so I get to talk to all these guys who have done different things and uh, learn more about masculinity. I mean, recently I, I put it up on YouTube. I did a, uh, I had professional wrestlers. Uh, reach out to me uh, who liked the, my book. And so I got to go train with uh, uh, some professional wrestlers, you know, and do what they do. Hey. And, you know, so I don't know if you're familiar with that because it's kind of a weird American thing to a certain extent in Mexican, I think. But, okay. uh, you know, they, it's, it's very theatrical. They're not really fighting. They look oh, like they're fighting. Yeah, yeah. That, like WWE and stuff like that. Yes. WLEF, whatever, Hulk Hogan and all that. Um, <laughs> I mean, so I got to go train with those guys and see what they do which is a totally wow. different aspect of masculinity. And so I got to explore that with them. So I made a little documentary about that and put the put that on YouTube recently. So mm -hmm. that's, a, so exploring all that has given me a little lot more depth in the way that I see masculinity and so forth. So, you know, by going out and doing things, I, I learn a little bit back, you know, and so mm. I, feel, I feel like, uh, you know, I have a little bit more depth to talk about masculinity. Mm. Now, one of the things that I think when we talk about masculinity also is when we think about uh folks in or let's say people in the military right they kind of give you that vibe that men 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 right now you've interacted with all of military men as well so what what have you noticed between let's say a, a, a person who has a white collar or blue collar job what they know as men versus these guys that are on the on the on the war field protecting the country how do they define masculinity and what, what are the differences that you see between those these two men well, I think that one of the things that, you know, when you talk about the military, that's a very broad category. Like the United States military specifically is like, you know, only 2% of those guys ever see any kind of combat. Like mm. the rest of the people were just like filling out paperwork, driving trucks, doing all kinds of stuff, you know, like <laughs> that. There's a lot of infrastructure that happens in mm. the military. A lot of, they're trained to do that, but that doesn't mean they ever actually get to do that. Mm. Um, and so you have a lot of guys who haven't really done that, but then you, it, it, the guys who actually have probably killed some guys and actually have been in wars and, and uh, who are elite performers in that way. Um, really, I think their idea of masculinity, like the guy who's driving the trucks has the same idea of masculinity as the guy who is at the elite level. But the guy who's at the elite level is kind of the ultimate, you know, he, he's gotten there. He's doing what they do. And so you, when you go to see these guys teaching like firearms or stuff, a lot of those guys are the they retire from the military and then they go teach firearms or, or some kind of tactical mm. stuff. And uh, so you'll see these guys come in the class and they know that that, that guy is the guy who does what people do in video games. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he, he's, he's, he's basically a real superhero to them. Mm. Uh, so I think it's just, it, it's the same idea of masculinity. It's just like, they know that that guy has actually done the work. Mm. You know, he, he's actually done the thing. He's, he's had to be in a situation where he's getting, getting shot at and actually like do what men have had to do. And most mm. of us will never have that experience. And the same thing I also find with uh, you know, like guys who have been in UF, the UFC, mm. uh, professional MMA fighters, um, you know, they have the same perspective, but at a just more refined understanding because they've actually done it. You know, they, mm. they, 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 the other guy, you know, guys who've never done the thing have a kind of fantasy about what it's like. And then guys who really know what it's like have a, you know, they have the different experience of knowing it. You know, like, you know, like they always say there's a joke about like, you know, every guy has, you know, thinks he's going to do amazing in a fight, even though he's never been in a fight. <laughs> you, know, you know, he's like, well, I would just do this and this and this. 
And the guy who's been in the UFC knows exactly how that goes. Mm, <laughs> yeah. He's done it. And, uh, and so he knows exactly what the problems are, whatever, like, you know, the, and, uh, so, you know, he just has more, you know, in-person knowledge. Of mm. and, and so I do find that, you know, with, when you get into not necessarily the athletes so much, but the, uh, like some of the military guys, uh, because one of the things I have seen is that because they have spent most of their lives in small groups of men, is it just in the way that we've mm. evolved to, from the way of men, they're like, they've been, you know, with 10 guys that are all really like elite performers. Like, mm. all, you know, they, they've been in these units with these results. So a lot of times they're just sick of masculinity because <laughs> they're like, they're, they're just like, I'm tired of dealing with these guys and their drama, you know? Mm. And, uh, you know, so they, they have a different perspective. Sometimes, sometimes they will shift to the other side and look for something softer. Or like mm. whatever, because they've already been to the mountaintop, mm. so to speak, and they've hung out with those guys. So a lot of those guys, you know, would come back and they want to like do some gardening or like, you know, like <laughs> chill Just out. Just mellow you know, it down. Like, yeah, yeah. They want to chill out or like, find, you know, they, they're interested in the other side of life because they've already conquered mm. that side. Of it. Whereas yeah. like your average guy who's never done anything like that, he needs to go push himself out into doing more things like that. But those guys have already been there. So a lot of times what you'll find with is with those guys is that they really need to like read some philosophy and do some gardening and get involved with the side of life. That's not about killing yeah. uh, really because <laughs> yeah. they've been focused on that side of life and they need to balance. So, you know, we, we all need different things based on what kind of experiences we've already had. Correct. And I think one of the, one of the takeaways that I think all of my listeners can also take is the fact that as men, we should try all of these different activities that we see, like challenge ourselves in, in the gym, MMA, enroll ourselves in some jujitsu, anything that actually pushes us in some sort of physical way, at least. And then obviously mentally, because eventually whenever we are going to the gym, and especially if you are working out, let's say learning MMA, it also has to do with your mental energy as well, because you have to train your mental energy, but it just doesn't work uh, otherwise. Now, one thing I want to ask you also is, and this is more on the lines of what I've been noticing per se, when it comes to uh, feminine, or I would say feminists, pretty much stating all this used to exist in the past and is no longer required today. But what, what are your opinions saying? Should we listen to feminists or what should actually men do? Because I know men are confused. Yeah, well, I mean, I think women don't get to define masculinity. That, that's, that's our job. Because they have their own agenda. What a man is is not what a woman wants from him. And that, that is a different, you know, that's a different way to look at it. You know, she's going to tell a man to do what she wants him to do, not what he needs for himself or what he needs for the other man around him. So, you know, that, that is the thing with feminists. They're like, well, I want this and therefore you should behave that way. Mm. And, uh, and that's, you know, men who listen to that deserve to have the life that that brings them. Yeah. You know, if you're going to let someone else tell you what your masculinity is and they don't even know what it is to be a man. In the way that I don't know what it is to be a woman, you know, like at True. all. And so, like, uh, you know, like if they're going to tell you what you are and try and control you with that definition, uh, if you accept that, then you kind of deserve what you get. Mm. Uh, but uh, I think that men have to be very careful to not allow women to define their masculinity for them because they, you know, at the end of the day, then then you just have this woman's approval because a lot of times men will do that with like relationships or uh, marriages or whatever. They'll make their entire lives be about what that woman wanted or needed from them. And then if something happens to her, if she just decides she's bored with him, then he has nothing. And so yeah. they need to like focus on what's good for them as well. 
and create mm. some balance there. I mean, if you're with anybody for a long period of time, you have to make compromises. That's how that works. But mm. uh, they do have men have to make sure they're respecting themselves and giving themselves time. I was having a conversation with a guy the other day, and uh, he said that he was talking to another man, and the other man had never been told to work on himself. Like he's like, well, what are you doing to work on yourself? And he's like, well, I'm I'm making money for the family, and I'm doing this, and I'm doing that, and whatever. And he's like, no, but for yourself though. You know, and the guy had been like, oh, no one's ever asked me that. Wow. Uh, you know, and so men need to make sure that they're making themselves better because at the end of the day, like I said, they're making themselves better. And that does have a positive impact on everybody else around them. I mean, if a, if a man's miserable, but doing what you want him to do, how is that going to work out in the long term? You know, <laughs> true. Agreed. Now, I want to understand what does your typical day look like, right? Because you are doing a lot of things on a day. So I want my listeners to understand how does your day look like so that even they can see if they can incorporate the same habits that you have. So how do you start your day and how do you end your day? You know, a lot of people have, uh, I think it's a personality type thing. A lot of people have very specific daily routines and I don't. Uh, <laughs> I go to the gym every day. I mean, that's that's the only thing that I do every day. I mean, mm. I, I go to the gym sometimes twice uh, mm. during the day because that's part of my job really is to look a certain way and to do these things. So I have to be in good shape to do all the time. So, you know, I'll go to, in the morning, I usually go to the gym uh, right away uh, to kind of get that out of the way if I can. You know, if I have to walk mm. the dogs first, I'll do that. But otherwise I'll go right to the gym just so that piece is out of the way. And then, mm. uh, and then you know, on nights when I go to jujitsu or something, then I'll do that like at night. But uh, in between uh, most of my time, it depends on what, I'm very project oriented. So it's what project I'm working on. Uh, like right now, I'm starting a small men's group, and I'm going to launch that this weekend sometime. So today I did podcasts. Tomorrow I uh, have to sit down and kind of make a video to pitch this this group and and figure that out. So it's basically what my days are revolve around what kind of project I'm working on. If I'm working on a book, then mm. I probably don't go to the gym first because your brain is best for writing and things like that usually first thing in the morning. So then I'll just kind of get out of bed and just go write if I'm working mm. on a book. But I'm not doing that right now. I'm doing other things so I can go to the gym first. So mm. yeah, I just have to, people get uh, kind of get in this pattern where they think that there's one way to do everything. And if you do it this way, then you'll be successful. And uh, that's not always the case. You know, it's based on what you need in your life at that time. You know, what, mm. what, what you're doing, what you know, goals you're working on. If you're an actor and you're working on a movie and you have to be ripped for the movie, you're going to the gym every day. But if you don't have to be ripped for a movie or you're not doing a movie, then you don't do the same things, you know? Mm. So it's, it, it just depends what your, uh, what your goals are in life. Okay. And what are some few books that you could recommend Jack for my listeners to get more idea around? Because I just don't want to talk about masculinity, but I think more when, when we talk about masculinity, it, it is also about, as, as you mentioned, right? learning, growing personally, professionally, improving yourself, making yourself a better version every single day. So mm -hmm. any few books that you have, which are your favorite, that can also help my listeners? Uh, it just, again, it depends where you are and what you're looking for. But uh, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, I obviously, I'm really interested in myth. I, I think getting a mythic frame to our lives because you know, it enriches your life. I think to look at things in a bigger mythic picture. Yeah, uh, you mm. know, like to put it in that big frame. So, uh, as I told you before we before we started recording, like uh, you know, you know, working my way through the Rig Veda again, uh, because that has a lot of interesting meaning for me. I love that he has this band of like uh, 
the Maruts. Like he has this band of of, of warriors that you know the yeah. storm gods behind him. Uh, it's like no, almost no one knows about that. Like a lot, <laughs> it, it's very, it's really cool. Like you don't see that story told as much. Yeah. It's like oh well, they kill this dragon Vertra, and then they they you know have this uh <laughs> you know like you just don't see that story told a lot. At least obviously probably more in India, but not at all in America. And uh mm. you know you know it's as cool as Thor or anything else. <laughs> you know and so. <laughs> Uh, you know, so that that that's something I've been enjoying, but uh, also uh, some friends of mine are reading the Odyssey uh, right mm. now. So the Odyssey and the Iliad, they're obviously big classics that have been really defined literature for most of humanity. Yeah. And uh, so there, I mean, I, I tend to read things like that. So that's the stuff that I enjoy. Okay. Now, obviously, I'll, I'll, I'd recommend my folks to read your books because they are really, really good. Uh, and I'm also going to include the links of your books on my podcast as well once our interview is live. Now, I know we are coming to the end of our interview, but there is one uh, last question I do want to ask you. So, you know the importance of the growth mindset, right? It's all about learning, growing, improving yourself on a regular basis. If I could ask you, give the listeners, let's say, top three things. It could be words, it could be anything that they can incorporate into their lives to develop this growth mindset and get in touch with their masculine side. What those three things could be? Well, if you aren't doing martial arts, you should do that. Uh, that's uh, that's something I would advise any man to do. You're not going to feel bad that you went and did that. <laughs> You're not going to feel like, oh, I would never should have done that. Uh, you know, I think that's very important. Then I think the next thing is really to look for that balance hmm. because we all have that different different needs and different balances, different point in our life. So like I said, there's the, whether the warrior needs the time in the garden or whether hmm. the gardener guy needs more warrior. You need to find that balance and see where you're lacking. And really mm. look at yourself because that that is a growth mindset. You know, like mm. where am I? What do I have right now? And what am I missing? Mm. And so you really want to look at the areas in life that need to be developed more and realize that there are always more areas yeah. uh, that you can keep developing in your life. So that's that's kind of where I would go with that. Okay, perfect. So uh, thank you so much, Jack, for taking your time out and joining us on the Growth Mindset Podcast. It's a pleasure to have you here. Thank you. This brings us to the end of this episode and hope you at least had one takeaway from this interview. If you have any questions or want to talk to me personally, you can find me at www.silavatirshad.com. See you soon.